Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap. Listen, we had such a great time with our little cookout. We did a family and friends cookout, and we had over 500 people show up, over 300 kids. Come on, put some, put your hands together. A lot of people serving, a lot of people giving. We, listen, we're so glad that you're here. We are going to have a good time, uh, a good time. I, I believe that when you come to church, it doesn't have to be torture. Come on, does that make sense? And, 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 and listen, I believe that the Holy Spirit is the great teacher and the great comforter. So uh, uh, if it's been a while since you've been to church, don't be scared. Uh, we, we ain't coming for you and we don't bite. Uh, uh, we're just glad you're here. We're glad you're here. And we, we know this. Um, uh, God has a plan for your life. Like God has a plan for your life. You know, no one is immune to hard days, rough days, long days, sick days, unfair days. I don't care how saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost you are. There are some things that we all have in common, and there are those days. Come on. Days of discouragement. Days where we're filled with pain. Days that are rough. It is in these moments that we like to break out the label, break out the statement. Come on, I just had a bad day. Y'all said that before, huh? Uh, Bad days. Bad days. The question is not if we are going to experience a bad day. The question is how do we cancel bad days? Is it possible... That we can actually cancel bad days from ruling, reigning, and governing our life. These days are not uncommon to any of us, regardless of where you grew up, your cultural context, your investment portfolio. It really doesn't matter where you lived or what happened. The truth is we all have those moments. We have the ability... To label days. And so when I was thinking about this, um, labeling bad days, listen, I am so glad that y'all came on Sunday. But y'all know this is one of the hardest Sundays to come. Because, listen, you you guys, here's the deal. We're going to talk today about, listen, bad days. All right? We're going to talk about bad days. You, get, you ever have any bad days on your calendar? Maybe when you look back over your life, something happened, something is triggered, and then you're all of a sudden, most of your memories, most of these moments in your life, maybe uh, haunt, scare, bother you. See, I, I believe that the reason we celebrate today is because of what Jesus did, but what he can do. And so today is not just a historical context where we're celebrating a good man's life. We are actually making it a present context where we can see what God wants to do in our life. Come on, right now, today. 
You guys came on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is one of those Sundays that, you know, everybody tries to get the family together, look good. We got planning the food. So we already know y'all had to deal with the stress, the mess, and the dress. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to label that one. I, I, already, I, I already helped y'all on this because, um, listen, and, and it, it's, it's funny because you're like, you know, if, if you came as a couple or you came, you're like, so when are we, we going to go to service? What time is that? And so, so they, they said, we're going to go to 11 with 11 o'clock service. Okay. So that means I have to go. Hey, Google, set the alarm for 630. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we get it. We get it. For us, bad labels can happen. Well, have you ever thought what makes us label something as bad? What makes us label something as bad? I, I think for us, we label things bad because we have unmet expectations. We thought it would turn out one way and it turned out another way. Bad labels appear because of the pressure we feel, the problems that we face, and the process that we feel is taking way too long. Come on, we should have gotten through with this. We shouldn't have got on with this. This is taking too long. This should be faster. I want to talk to you about a story uh, in Katie and I's life called uh, uh, The Flood, The Flip, and The Fire. So, so I know it sounds intriguing. Uh, and, and so let me just say, because some of you don't know me, uh, so I just kind of be super genuine with you. Um, is many people think, oh, preachers make up everything. We don't make up everything. I don't make up everything. If I tell you I went fishing, I really didn't go. And I really caught something. But here's what you can know about me. I'm going to add an inch on both sides. Okay? If it was terrible, it's going to be an inch more. <laughs> and if it's big, it's going to be an inch higher. Okay? But see, that's why I married my wife. Because she is, she is detailed. She's going to say the whole, so when we were dating, she would be like, um, you, you, you lie a lot. And I was like, I don't lie at all. And, and, and she would be like, the event happened in the afternoon, but I would say morning. And, 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 and she would say, it was, it, was not in the, it was not in the morning. It was actually at 11.52. And I was like, that is subjective for some people. That is the morning. Come on, preach. Listen. Hey. Hey. And so, anyway, we've been doing this dance uh, for 18 years. Come on. And, uh, and so, anyway, I was like, baby, remember the story of the flood, the flip, and the fire? And she's like, oh, yeah. We started talking about it, and I was like, "Great, could you write that?" And so she, this, this is her, her story, our story, her account of the story, and I just removed all the things that you don't care about. Okay, uh, so she was like, "We were wearing," <laughs> I was wearing, I had that mascara on. You had that. We went here, and I was like, "Okay, they don't care about that." All right, this was the time, so I'm just telling you the good stuff. So. We, we, our, our, our children, we have four children, and, and this was when our children were small. We woke up one morning, come on, the joy of the Lord is our strength, we're ready for the day, come on, we're going to kick butt, take names, come on. How many of y'all are like that? When you get up, you're just like ready to go. Nobody. Okay, cool. All right. 
so you're like my wife. <laughs> when we got married, no, I'm serious. I'm not, it's, not, it's not bad. But, you know, when we first got married, like, I'm out of the gate at the beginning. Like, when the rooster crows, I'm, like, beating him, you know. And so I'm ready to go. And, and she was a night person. So uh, she would be, like, wanting to have this incredible conversation. Like, at 1130 at night. And I'm, like, most... Most of the world's sleeping. You know, she's like wanting to vacuum and talk. And, and I'm like, listen, we, we need to start this at 630. Uh, so we, we get out of bed, get ready for the day, open our bedroom door, come down the hallway, and two inches of water. Two inches of water are in the living room. Three or four inches of water, come on, are in the kitchen. We had a, a dishwasher and the, the, the pipe broke. Can I tell you that the pipe was actually, it was working. Uh, the water was coming out. So I get up. I'm like, oh, no. Katie's like crying. And the kids are like, a pool. You know what I'm like, like, so we'll, we'll talk about perspective next week. But, but. I'm sitting over there, and we're trying to get the water off, mopping, getting fans. Come on, picking up the the all the flooring. It, it went down to the subfloor. It was not. It was not. Listen, come on, y'all know what it was. It was a. It was a bad day. It's a bad day. Then we're starting. You know, if you've ever done remodeling, uh, your house is terrible. You can't keep it clean. It's all messed up. And so, if, especially if you're someone who wants a little order, you're walking into the house going, <sighs> you know, it, it, it looks like a construction site. And so, what was always fun is I would get up, the kids would run out of their rooms, and about halfway through the living room, they would start to cry. And I'm like, what's going on? But when you take up the subfloor, there is nails and tacks and all this, you know, the tracks. And so uh, they would be like, ah, and they would run out, get about halfway and start grabbing their feet. And I'm like, uh, wear shoes. I'm like, y'all didn't know we were in the middle of construction? Come on, like, you know, and Katie's all like, oh, it's the, they have feet. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, wear shoes. And so we're in the middle of this. We have our kids go outside. Because we're like, listen, we're trying to get the floor down. Y'all go outside. We have a, at that time, we lived in central Arkansas around Hot Springs. We had about seven acres. So we just let the kids uh, go outside, run free. It, about a couple hours later, you know, we, uh, we hear this scream, like death scream. You, if you're a parent, you, you, you know screams, right? You're like, that is not a DEFCON 5. You know what I'm saying? Like that scream is a they'll survive, but someone took their candy. Okay, but that scream is like, we got to come running. So Katie runs out of the house. We look on the concrete uh, slab. Both kids look up, our two-year-old, our three-year-old. Blood's coming from all of their face. They had, we had a porch swing. And uh, they stood up in the porch swing. And as they're swinging, they went a little too much. Okay? The, the swing flipped over, and their face hit the concrete. And so instantly, Katie's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, see, I don't told y'all when y'all flip this, it's going to hurt. But I see that y'all have your shoes on, so we good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so, uh, so when she's like, we got to take him to the hospital. I'm like, why? And, 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 
And, uh, and so we take them there, you know, and we, Katie thought they had broken their nose, both of them. And so the doctor, you know, checks them out. They're fine. And then, you know, after they get done checking them over, then they shut the door and go, so. <laughs> both of your kids have injuries to the face. <laughs> you know what I'm so you have, to, you have to do like the 35 questionnaire, you know. And we're like, no, really. See, I mean, that's what concrete does. Um, we get home. I'm like, okay. Finally, I'm going to be able to get my floors back. Oh, and y'all know, know y'all, y'all, come on, y'all, y'all know what that was when we had to take the kids. Can I just say this? For everybody who works in the hospital, uh, this is just a, 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 an observation from a parent. When we're coming in, it's an emergency. So if you could make it faster, <laughs> at least one part of it would be pleasant, okay? But it's like when you go, you're there forever. And so y- your kids are broken, and you just wasted your day. So let, come on, y'all know what that is. Come on, say it. One, two, three. That's a bad day. That is a bad day. A day later. The Lord said he will not give you more than you can handle. He did not say it would not get close. I go to work. I'm coming home. Kids are outside playing. Shoes on. Not on the swing. Come on. <laughs> My wife's talking. She got their business. Talk. You, 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 know, you know someone in your life that when they get on the phone and it's business, you're like, catch you when you're done. So she's out there talking. And I'm like, hey, open the door. The smoke, dark smoke comes out the house. And I'm like, this wasn't here before. That is not a candle. You know? I come into the kitchen. See, we, we eat a whole lot better than we used to uh, every night for us. If it's seven nights a week, uh, five nights, we were having something fried. I'm just saying, we, we throw some chicken down, throw some, what are we going to have fried, cheese sticks. You know, uh, uh, um, it starts sticking with you after a while, though. Uh, but, but so we got the grease on the stove, and, and it just it got really hot. And, uh, and it starts burning, and, and the, the, the oven, the stovetop is on fire, and the cabinets are on fire, and, and the, yeah, 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 and, 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 and the, the, um, the drawers and all of the, it's just fire, and I could walk in, and I'm like, but don't hit the floor, <laughs> and, uh, and so my wife runs in, and I'm scrambling, I'm, I'm getting baking powder. I'm throwing it everywhere. It looks like it snowed in my living room. I mean, I'm in my kitchen. Uh, Katie runs in. She's like, what'd you do? I'm, I give her the look like, <laughs> I just saved our home. Uh, and, uh, and, and, man, we had a fire in our kitchen. And so it's cool. We've, had, we've gone counseling freedom. We're, we're, we're good. <laughs> Some of you are like, should he be telling that story? <laughs> it's cool. Um, y'all know what it was. What was it? It's a bad day. It's a bad day. I think for all of us, if we're not careful, we will try to make it through life. And so our world will teach us, just get up and go again. You can watch a YouTube video for three minutes and be like super hype. You know what I'm saying? Dwayne's talking to you and he's like, let's go. And you're like, oh, yeah. But, but if you're not careful, your life will look like a bunch of bad labels of things that happen, people who left you, hurt, pressures, problems, and processes. 
See, here's the thing. Sometimes bad days hit all together. Sometimes these days feel like too much. Sometimes the pressures, problems, and processes get heavy. Sometimes it's hard to recover. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. I want to spend the majority of our time here pulling out some thoughts from this verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Can I stop you just for five seconds? If you have ever thought that you're the only one, if you've ever thought that you are alone, if you were ever thought that there's not the world's going and it's terrible and, and no, can I tell you that there is a huge crowd of witnesses that you may not know the world is a big place and can I tell you there are a bunch of people that have made professions of faith and live by faith and we are not alone we are not isolated come on the Bible would not say it's a huge crowd if it wasn't a huge crowd it would say it was a small crowd it didn't say it was a small crowd come on we got to stop acting like we're the only one we're not and this crowd of witnesses has been able to fight the good fight of faith. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that trips us up. And let us run with endurance. Run with endurance. Can I tell you that the Christian life isn't the weak life? Don't get it twisted just because you see some men singing some songs. Or some women singing. Or you see people crying. Or you see God moving. This ain't a weak thing. Listen. It's super easy to cuss someone out. I don't even have to practice. The words are just right there. Come on. Have you ever had to go to school to learn how to be mean? No. It just comes out. Like. It just comes out. Listen. It doesn't take any discipline, any maturity to get on your Facebook and start typing whatever you feel. It takes no, it takes no effort. But for you, listen, to be able to have the character of God, the fruit of God, to walk in peace, to say what you need to say in a way that's constructive. But listen, not tearing people down or demeaning people. Come on. Does it make sense? Listen. Now, I will say, it does take a little talent to spell everything correctly. Um, that, is, that, actually, that actually does prove that you went to school. Um, um, it says that you have to endure it. If you have ever been to church and the preacher told you it was easy, I'm sorry. You have to endure this. There's going to be ample opportunities for you to want to give up, but you've got to live by faith knowing that what is on the other side is greater than where I'm at. And by faith, come on, listen, I'm going to endure because I believe that when I apply the word to my life, it works eventually, maybe not immediately, but it's going to get me, come on, where I need to go. It's like you being cold in your home, wishing you had a blanket, blankets all around, but you didn't apply it. Just because there's blankets in the house, you only are affected when you pick up that blanket and you put it on. Come on, does that make sense? And we believe the word of God in church and all that we're doing is not to just be a 
around it, but it's to apply it. Because once we apply it, it begins to change our life. What I'm saying to you, believers, is that you're going to have to endure some days that you don't like. You're going to have to endure some situations that you believe to be unjust, unfair, people passing over you. You're going to have to be in the middle of relationships that don't always make the best choice, but that doesn't negate your choice. We do this how? By keeping our eyes on Jesus. Not people. Not people. And if I want, I want to just encourage you just a little bit. Like maybe your eyes are here and they need to move up. Maybe your eyes are on your dad or your mom or, or uh, government or people or, or people who left, a boss, an employee, an employer. But I'm telling you, 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 you're never going to win in bad days if you can't move your eye level up and begin to look to Jesus because Jesus has a job. The first thing is he is our champion. That's what the verse says. Come on, look at that. The champion. Why is he the champion? Because he is the only one that beat death, hell, and the grave. He's the champion. He's the champion. He is the one, look at this, that initiates and perfects. Initiates. What does it mean when you initiate something? That means that you are the one. You are making the steps. You are making the aggressive approach. Come on. There is no man or woman that did not get married without some initiate. Hey. You're going to have a little, we're going, you didn't get a job without filling out a couple resumes. Even if you did indeed, you had to initiate something. Here's what the Bible says, that Jesus not only is our champion, but he initiates your faith. He begins to con contact you, help you, connect you. When you're like, well, I haven't, I don't have Jesus on my Google. I hadn't met with him. Except for you grew up in church and you kind of went away. But then all of a sudden, you happen to work by someone who is now growing in respect in your life. And you see the way they conduct themselves with honor and integrity and dignity. And you think that's just luck. But that could be initiation. That's Jesus coming and saying, no, 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 no. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. There's a calling of God on your life, and I'm going to send other people because you know what? I have something that I want to perfect. Come on, listen, in your life. Because of the joy waiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated, listen to this, in the place of honor beside the throne of God. In other words, can I tell you this? The bad days, the heavy weight, the Bible tells us we're going to do it. That's, that's why, listen, that's why we can't ever come to church and get in judgment of other people. Because you don't know the stories. You don't know the stories. Now, that doesn't mean, listen, as a church, we want to walk in love, but we also want to share truth. Love covers people. Truth sets people free. But the truth of the matter is we have no idea what people have dealt with. 
It could be as small as they got car problem and no money. It could be as small as uh, they're just frustrated because they wanted to leave and be here on time and they did five leaves before they leave. Come on. Anybody, like, how many of y'all are too good for two or three leaves in the morning? Come on. My wife tells me bye three times before I leave. And I still get, we've been married 18 years. That first bye, I still get her every time. Bye, babe. Okay. Three seconds, I'm back. I'm just, just going to get this. Okay. Bye, babe. The third one is like, when are you leaving? <laughs> Our, our, our problems can be small, but then listen, they can be very, very big. And sitting in this room could be people who have been married for a long time waiting to have a kid, and they haven't. That heaviness, that weight, it's not because of any sin, it's just weight. Maybe I just talked with a couple just a couple days ago that had a miscarriage. Wait. People have lost loved ones, family members, parents. And so when you walk in, wherever you walk in, you need to understand that there are stories that you don't know. And so you don't walk in and go, well, I can't believe it. They didn't even say hi to me. They're trying to survive. Because it takes revelation for you to realize that God can take all of the bad and begin to move it and change it. Come on, somebody. And develop it into something good. Because when you feel the pressure and all you see is problems and the process to renew your life, to transform your life, to get your family back, your marriage back, your job back, your career back, all that seems so far away. Here's what I need you to know today. The enemy wants you to overuse bad labels because he knows whatever you label as bad, you devalue. You devalue God. Wants to do something great in your life. But the enemy wants to cancel your joy. Cancel your faith. And cancel your confidence in God. He wants you to magnify the bad. So that you lose sight of the good. Come on. That sin. It says the weight. But then it says the sin will trip you up. There's no one who trips. That looks cool. I mean, you may have those people that are, you know, super athletic and they fall and they make it look like something and they're like, da-da. <laughs> but when I fall, it's just ugly. The worst thing is when people, okay, can we just take off our church hat for a second? The worst is when people fall when it's icy. You're just going to lose your stuff. I'm just, uh, I was in Bentonville when the ice hit. I, I hope this person's not here. But uh, I wasn't going to tell this story, but I am because it's, it's funny to me. Um, I was driving slow, slow going. I'm, I have a I have four by four. So, I mean, I'm like, when it's ice, I'm like, let's go. And so I was coming through downtown Bentonville, and there was this lady that came out of the bike shop. I don't know why she went to the bike shop. I'm like, nobody's riding a bike right now, ma'am. <laughs> Because it's icy. They don't make chains on your bike. Uh, do they? Because you can tell I don't ride bikes. Uh, this lady, I stopped at the stop sign right by the bike 
And she walks out, and she had a confidence. She was just, and she went, whoop, and fell on her neck. <laughs> her shoes flew off. And I, <laughs> listen, I'm at the stop sign going, I, I'm, I opened my door. Are you all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And I was just like, I feel bad for you. Listen, when you trip, it don't look cool. I'm just going to tell you that. Sin will trip you up. And it will hinder your progress to where God, listen, has called you to go. And what he's called you, listen, to do. You may have canceled your landline, your credit card, your wireless, wireless provider. You may have canceled your lawn care, your political party, or your old policies. But the reason that we came to celebrate, come on, this Easter, is no one can cancel faith, hope, and love unless you let it. Sin never just sits. It'll spread faster than COVID. Come on. Sin won't just sit. It won't just take a little bit. There is still hope. There Hope hasn't been canceled. Throw off the weight. Throw off the sin. Jesus, come on, is our champion. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives within me. And now the life I live, I do it. Listen, listen. I don't do it by the flesh. But I do it by faith. I live by faith. Look at this. For these two reasons, God loved me and he gave himself for me. God loved me and he gave himself for me. That's what it says. God loved me and he gave himself for me. Jesus was the one who canceled, listen, our bad days. His death. His death. His burial. See, let me just pause real quick. You may find someone to die for you. Thank God for people who serve in the military. Thank God for people who put their life on the line. But we, doctor, people that, that, that go into hard situations. Come on, does that make sense? And actually put their life on the line because of duty. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You may find people to do this. And, you know, you may find someone that is worthy of a parade when they die. Someone who deserves incredible honor. But, but here's the one thing that I need you to know about all other religions is everything stops right here. <laughs> there is only one. Come on, listen. There's only one that got up. There's only one that got up. And, and, and here is why that's important. Because him getting up means you can get up. Him getting up means that you know, what should have killed him and buried him was not enough to keep him. Stop. Y'all better listen to me. Listen, what I'm saying is you may be dealing with addictions and brokenness and sexual identities. You, you may be dealing with a lot of stuff that the world says it's over for you. You need to bury your hope. You need to bury your dream. You need to bury Bury the fact that you can be healed and restored. But I need to let you know. This changes the game. This right here.
changes the game. He is not in the tomb. He rose. Mary ran and was going to go uh, aid him and put spices on him. And the angel said, who are you looking for ain't here? He's gone. Here's the thing that I need you to see. His bad day. Canceled your bad days. Because here's the deal. God did not call us to label our bad days. He called us to overcome them. To overcome them. And so because of what Jesus has done. You can get over the brokenness. When you, when, when you, you see me here, and don't, don't let this suit fool you. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm looking good, though. But don't, 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 let, don't let this fool you. Underneath, I got a little skin that fits over the... Here's my, here's my thing. I was adopted from a foster home. My parents got divorced. Held back two years in school because of learning disabilities. I was on Ritalin most of my life. I had every reason in the world not to overcome the barriers and brokenness of my own life. I am not telling you that those scars have gone away. I'm just telling you I met Jesus who took the wound and healed it. And now I get to say, look what God has done. Come on, does that make sense? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. In other words, God is not up there going, why are you messing up so much? He understands. Look at this. But one in every respect was tempted as we are, but did not sin. Jesus understands the pressures. He was God's son and he carried the weight of our sin. And I'm telling you, you can survive the floods of life. Those pressures, they're going to happen. Kitchen moments, come on, listen. They're going to happen. Life doesn't always go according to plan. But Jesus has provided a place for those pressures. And it's on him. We want you to see differently. Listen, we don't want you to magnify the challenge. We want you to magnify the champion. Let's talk about the problems. Jesus understand the problems. I mean, he came because the world was in a problem. He was the answer, come on somebody, to the problem. The, he, he, people were in captivity. When problems come and they seem unbearable, you're going to have to live by something. You can live by facts. You can live by analytics. Or you can live by faith. And you have to believe that what God can do in your life is, is better. Come on. Respond urgently when problems come. Come on. Carry your faith into the problem moment. Start praying. Stand up in Jesus' name. Don't allow the problem to cause you to flip out. Come on. We got way too many people living flipped out. Ah! Where's your faith? We can't stop problems, but we can stop them from spreading. And lastly, y'all just give me a second, bam. Is Jesus understood the process. The process. I mean, Jesus didn't just show up and blow up. He wasn't like, hey, y'all, I've been up in heaven. Y'all get the TikTok ready. Hey, we fixing the listen. Hey, I'm here. 
If Jesus had to go through a process, listen to me, every millennial, I appreciate that you were hungry and you want it all right now, but you don't get it right now. There is a process, and God is the God of use, and he will never get you, give you what you can't handle. Listen, the Bible says you can find a mate, but you've got to build a marriage. The Bible says, listen, just because you get paid does not mean that that's the end. You have to build wealth. You have to build how you're going to structure your budget. You're going to have to come on. Listen, use this. It's crazy. It's almost like a cuss word. Uh, delayed gratification. Come on. All I'm telling you is process. Jesus was in heaven. He became a man. 30 years, 30 years before he was anointed into ministry by his father. Then he developed a team, trained the team, finished at the cross. Someone say process. There is a process. And if Jesus had to go through process, sir, ma'am, you're going to have to go through the process. And here's what we believe. In, in a moment, God, in a moment at the altar, God can do a wonderful work and sever things that have been addicting and broken and chained to you. But the one thing you can't develop at the altar is character. You're going to have to develop that over time. Come on. And you're going to have to pass the things that you used to be the habits that captivated you because you believe that what God wants to do in your life is greater and so here's the deal our world tries to cope to cover the bad days let me use a little substance let me drink let me do let me watch this after my wife goes. Let me do. Our world tries to cope. Jesus wants to cover. Listen to what I'm saying. He wants to cover the bad. And he wants to transform, listen, your life. And y'all can go ahead and come up. His sacrifice on the cross cancels your sin. His resurrection from the tomb canceled your death listen to this his return to the throne canceled your loneliness because now you have someone listen on the right hand of father god calling your name interceding for you praying for you did you know that you being prayed for You are in heaven. They're praying for you. And individually, believe, we believe there's a next step for you, no matter what's happened. As a church, we believe that God has a next step for this church over the last five years. Even as a church, um, God has blessed us and, and grown us. And, and so this is not like a, a bragging. I'm just talking about God. But three or four years ago, uh, three years ago, we were in a wreck. Me, my four kids, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bad deal. And we didn't know what was going to happen with the church. We didn't know. I mean, I, it was tough. The wreck happened. I, didn't get, I don't get to erase that. I, I got a limp. I got some metal in places. I'm a, 
But here's what I'm telling you. Because of faith, and because of God's grace, God can turn wrecks into winning. And I know you didn't plan for the divorce. I know that you didn't plan for this. I, don't, I know that you didn't want that addiction to do. I, I get it. But we believe that God can turn the terrible stains of life into a testimony of God's goodness. And this is the thing that makes the church needed in the world because we are normal people touched by a heavenly God that changes our life. Come on. Come on. Just in the last couple months, you go and put, the, put it up there. We signed a contract on our own church building. Come on. We're excited. Right down the street, about four, four tenths of a mile. And, and, and we could have never done anything. We could have never done anything like this. But being faithful, going through the process... Letting God take our pressures. There's a word that we, we feel like God has been speaking over this body and it is exceedingly and abundantly. And see, we believe that God wants to do something beyond what you think in your own life. And I don't know what you've thought, but I'm telling you, we hope today that you would allow that resurrection life to cancel your bad days and move you toward incredible days come on does that make sense second corinthians 5 17 i'm gonna get out of your way if anyone is in christ he is a new creation come on old things have what come on say it behold all things have become new right now those pressures can be put on jesus the problems will take faith to solve and the process is how god matures us Come on, can we sing this song again? You guys step up right here. Come on, right where you're at. Just stay in your seat. Because he lives, your day is bright. Because he lives, listen, I, I, I get it. Nothing goes away today. But if hope is planted, then guess what? Tomorrow it's going to look a whole lot different. Come on, let's sing this right where you're at. Come on, just close your eyes. Come on, vocals. Come on, y'all sing this. Come on. Because Come on, guys. Lives, Come on, I can face tomorrow. Come on, I feel the anointing in this place. Come on. Because he What wrecks have you magnified? What bad days? Would you put down your labels? Would you put down the things? Come on, would you allow God to move in your life? I know. Yo, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to mess up the song. Just stop singing. Some of that sounds beautiful, but if you get to, I wish, that's not what the song says. The song says, I know. I know. And some of you here, may, may, you don't know. You don't know where you're going to spend eternity. You don't know that God really can cancel your bad days. And listen, can I tell you, you will not make it as a Christian wishing. God didn't call us to wish. He called us to know. And we know by faith. And so here's the thing. Maybe today is the day you know. Maybe you were saved as a child. And well, 
you just tripped up a little bit. Maybe you had a moment in church, but the weight of the world and unmet expectations drove you out of the church building. But here's what I am hoping for today. That you would give him your weight and you would give him the sin and you would say, God, I want to know you. Come on, all over this place. Come on, will you bow your head, close your eyes. I want to know you. And I believe that your name can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life and your future is bright. I'm going to count to three and if that's you and you're saying, I want to know you. I want to know you, God. I'm going to count to three if that's you. I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. I want to know you. Come on. I want to know you. Come on, teenager. Come on, son. I see y'all saying thank you so much. I want to know you. I want to give you my life. Come on. Anybody else miss that? Come on. Come on. Anybody else? Just raise your hand right where you're at. I saw you. I saw you. I want to give you my life. I want to know you. Come on. If you raise your hand, I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you for your son. I thank you for the resurrection power. I thank you that that power now would move in me. God, I thank you that you cancel my sin and my shame. And you move me toward everything that you have for me. Jesus, I look to you as my champion. In Jesus' name. Come on. And everybody said... Amen, amen. Listen, we have this song, Champion. We want y'all to sing it with us. Come on, y'all stand up. Come on, come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.